Okay, so we have been discussing Shabbos and uh, the depths of Shabbos, the beauty of Shabbos, and uh, we're taking it step by step. And uh, today, <clears throat> I want to really examine the prayers of Shabbos a little bit, and in particular, note a few curious things that we find specifically when it comes to the prayers of Shabbos that we don't find in other um, in, in our other liturgy. So, uh, so the, we know the, the, the primary prayer that's said every day, you know, really three times a day is what we often call Shmona Esrei, although Shmona Esrei really just means 18, because it was initially the 18 blessings. On Shabbos, it happens to be it doesn't have 18 blessings, it just has seven blessings, as is the case on a Yom Tov, on a holiday. Um, but uh, so the, also we sometimes call it the Amidah, the standing prayer, so the, the Amidah, the Shemona Esrei for Shabbos, um, as I mentioned, is composed of seven blessings. The first three are the same as the first three that we say every day. The last three are the same as the last three. And it's that middle one that's the, where the difference is. We take out the 13 middle blessings that we normally have and uh, replace it with just one special blessing for Shabbos, and that's the same thing that we do for Yom Tov, for a holiday, and the same thing we do for for really all the holidays, um, whether it's one of the Shalosh Regalim, the three pilgrimage holidays of Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, or for Yom Kippur, or for um, Rosh Hashanah. All of those follow the same pattern, except that there's one very significant difference, and that is that Every day, we have, again, the Shemona Esrei. It's 19 blessings. It started as 18, now it's 19. And uh, it's the same words, basically, for morning prayer, shachris, afternoon mincha, and evening mairev. The same Shemona Esrei each time. The same thing is true of the holidays. On any given holiday, any of the ones we just mentioned, um, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, all the Shemona Esrei's are the same. The Amidah prayer is the same. Shachris, Mincha, and Maire, morning, afternoon, and evening. However, when it comes to Shabbos, that is not the case. Shabbos is very unique in this way, that we do not have the same Shemona Esrei, the same Amidah prayer for the three different prayers. For I guess really we start with Maire, the evening prayer, then Shachris, and then Mincha. Rather, it's different each time. And uh, and so I included on the source sheet a little bit of it, but in the in the evening, Ma'ariv at the beginning of Shabbos, we say, "You sanctify the seventh day for your namesake." Um, and uh, for uh, in the morning, we say, "Yismach Moshe that Moshe rejoiced in the gift of his portion, and at Mincha we have a different. Different paragraph that we say, God, your name is one, and your name is your 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 uh you are one, your name is one. And who is like you? Who is like your nation, Israel, one nation, etc. And so each of the three tefilos, each of the three times that we daven, that we pray, we have a different paragraph in Shmonasri. And uh what this seems to indicate is that there is a process going on through Shabbos or a journey, we might say, that uh, 
although the entire Shabbos is holy, but there's different uh, checkpoints or or markings as we go along through Shabbos. And that uh, is demonstrating and manifesting in different blessings in the Shemona Esrei. Um, there's another very subtle difference in the Shemona Esrei, which is that we have a paragraph that is consistent in all three Shemona Esreis. Um, and it begins, You know, God, you should uh, be desirous of our day of rest. And there's a very subtle difference from the three um, Shmon Asres of the evening, the morning, and the afternoon, Mariv, then Shachris, and then Mincha. And that very subtle difference is that, and this is on the source sheet as well, we say, And Hashem, you should... Uh, you should um, grant us our heritage, or you have granted us the heritage uh, with love and with desire of your holy Shabbos. And then we say, and they shall rest, meaning the Jewish people shall rest. And then we say either the, vo, or vam. So in the evening, we say, and they should rest on it. But the word the is feminine. We refer to Shabbos in the feminine as if shabbos is something feminine in the morning it changes in the morning we say we should rest again in it on it but vo is a masculine word as if shabbos is masculine and then when we come to mincha it changes again at mincha in the afternoon of shabbos we say and we should they shall rest on them Plural, as if Shabbos is more than one Shabbos, it's multiple Shabbases. And this is very subtle, but obviously demands an explanation. What is going on? Why is Shabbos changing as we go through Shabbos? Friday night, it's a it's feminine. They should rest on it feminine. Shabbos morning, it's masculine. And Shabbos afternoon, it's in the plural. Okay. So we have so far that, first of all, the theme of each monastery changes. We have that the description of Shabbos changes from feminine to masculine to plural. And now let me pose one more question. And uh, it would might seem unrelated, but it relates. And that is that we are, we have a mitzvah to, a commandment to use lecha mishnah to take two loaves at each meal on Shabbos. And it's codified in the Shulchan Aruch. It's based off of the Gemara, the Talmud, but it's codified. And when the Shulchan Aruch tells us how to do this, the Shulchan Aruch says that one should take two full loaves and hold them in his hands, and he should cut the bottom one. He should cut the bottom loaf. That's how the Shulchan Aruch, Rabbi Yosef Cairo, tells you how to, you have two loaves. Which one do you cut? He says, cut the cut the bottom one. Um, the Ramah, Ramosha Israelis, who wrote uh, the great Ashkenazi Hosek, Halachic Decisor, who wrote uh, glosses and corrections, not corrections, but changes for Ashkenazi practice versus Sephardic practice. He adds there, he says, specifically Friday night. When the Shulchan Aruch says that you cut the bottom challah, that's specifically on Friday night you cut the bottom challah. But on the daytime of Shabbos, you cut the top challah. And he then adds, and the reason, it's based in Kabbalah. It's Kabbalistic. He doesn't tell us why. It's based in Kabbalah, he says. 
But in terms of how we do it, how are we to, uh, to you know, we have two chalas, what do we do? So says that Ramosha Israelis actually, that when, when we say that you cut the bottom one, that's specifically on Friday night. But on Shabbos day, you cut the top one. What on earth is that all about? Why does it matter? I cut the bottom one, I cut the top one. And make up your mind, whichever one I should cut, I should be consistent. It should, if you tell me it's the top, it should be the top. If you tell me it's the bottom, what, why is it changing from the morning, from the evening of Shabbos, Friday night meal, to the Shabbos day meal, which challah we're supposed to cut? So this takes us into a uh, very um, deep idea. Um, and it's first, I don't know about first, but it's expressed very early on in the writings of the Ramban, Ramosha ben Nachman. And when the Ramban talks about the idea of Zachor and Shamor, so the commandment to observe Shabbos appears in the Ten Commandments. And we know the Ten Commandments appear twice in the Torah, once, once in Shamos, Exodus, and Parshas Yisro, and then again in Devarim, in Deuteronomy, in Parshas Vaishthanan. And there are a few subtle changes in the way the Ten Commandments appear. And one of them is that in Parshas Yisro, the first time around, it says, Zachor es Yom HaShabbos Lakacho. You should remember Shabbos to sanctify it. While in Vaishthanan later, in Devarim, it says, Shamor es Yom HaShabbos Lakacho. You should guard the Shabbos to sanctify it. Now, the most basic understanding of that is that they are talking about um, positive commandments and the, and the prohibitions of Shabbos. So remember the Shabbos means through you know, positive acts and guard the Shabbos means by refraining from negative acts. But the Ramban quotes from Rebnechunia um, ben Akana, early uh, Tana, um, one of the early Tanaic sages, an idea that he considers to be um, Kabbalistic, sowed the secrets of Torah, and he says that, uh, that well, some of this is a quote from, from, from Rabbi Nechonia ben Akana, and some of it is, um, is on his own. He says that Zachar, when it says to remember the Shabbos, that is with Zachar, for a male, for the masculine. And when it says shamar, when it says guard, that has to do with the feminine. And uh, and the Ramban says that if you pay attention, we actually find that Shabbos is sometimes referred to in the masculine and sometimes the feminine. Besides for what I mentioned from the from the prayers that we say, but actually, if you look in various verses in Tanakh, Shabbos seems to change its uh, the way it's referred to in the masculine or in the feminine. So in source five, we have a verse in Vayikra, in uh, in uh, and and there it says actually here it's in uh, the plural first it says Ishimo um, Tiro, a man should fear his mother and father the S Shab guard my Shab my Shabbosis in the plural now that could just mean you know, every week, you know, you add them all up, you have Shabbos's, but, but, or it could be that Shabbos somehow has a connotation at times that it's, it's even one Shabbos is really more than one Shabbos. But then in the next source, source six, so this is in Shemos, in Exodus 31, it says, 
Because it, he is feminine, it, Shabbos feminine, is holy. And uh, those who disgrace, who desecrate it, it again, in the conjugation is feminine. Most yumas, they, they are put to death. So, so again, here we have Shabbos expressed in the feminine. And then we have in the book of Yeshaya in Isaiah, it says, Koshomer Shabbos mechalulo. It says, whoever guards the Shabbos from refraining to desecrate it, mechalulo is masculine, as if Shabbos is masculine. So actually in the verses themselves, in the in Tanakh, we see the same uh, the same ch- ch- kind of change or, or different ch- differences in Shabbos that is expressed in the in the prayers, as we mentioned by the words, um, you rest on it, feminine, it, masculine, and them, plural. And actually that is, that we find that in the verses themselves of Tanakh, that sometimes Shabbos is, is masculine, sometimes it's feminine, and sometimes it is plural. And so the Ramban says that Zachor, Zachor, remember, the Shabbos is for speaking about Zachar, the male, the masculine aspect of Shabbos. While Shamor, guarding, is the feminine aspect of Shabbos. And he then he also says that Zachor, remembering the Shabbos, is in the daytime. And Shamor, guarding the Shabbos, the feminine, is in the nighttime. Okay, a very uh, kind of vague, un- difficult to understand what he's talking about over here. Um, but that's what he says. He says that that the main part of Zachor is uh, to remember the Shabbos. That's an active remembering of Shabbos is in the daytime. Um, and uh, Shamor, well, that's actually not, not that simple. Um, Shabbos is, 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 is masculine during the daytime. And, uh, and Shamor, Shabbos is feminine during the nighttime. Okay, now what does that mean? So the commentaries explain, Rav Dessler, others, that the, the concept of masculine, masculine and feminine, um, when, you know, if conceptually, as as follows, we, we, we view that which is masculine as what we call an influencer, a mashpia, something that gives, while that which is feminine receives and nurtures. So, uh, so we see this, um, we see this on a biological level, right, that the, the, the man provides the seed and the, the, the woman receives it and, and nurtures it. Um, we see it, you know, kind of in the, in a, uh, in a classic um, way where the husband brings home the, 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 the wheat, you know, the grain and the, the wife takes it and, and nurtures it and makes it into, into something. But the, the, the idea of masculine also be referred to God in the masculine, because again, because he is mashpia, he is providing, um to us and so conceptually the idea of something being in the masculine is the idea of mashpia of 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 providing and uh 
And the uh, idea of something being in the family is receiving and nurturing. So Rav Dessler says that Shabbos in the evening, Shabbos at night is, as we mentioned, in the is is in its feminine aspect, right? In the tefillah and the prayers, we say Yanuchuva. You should rest in it, and we refer to it as feminine. And the idea is that on Friday night, we Shabbos is feminine. It's receiving from us. It's up to us to infuse Shabbos with holiness by preparing for Shabbos, by making Kiddush, sanctifying it. Shabbos is a recipient on Friday night. It receives its holiness from us. It doesn't yet provide holiness back. It is a recipient of holiness from us. And that's why it is in the feminine. When it comes to Shabbos day, so as we said in the prayers we shift, all of a sudden we say, Yanuchu vo. You should rest in it, masculine. And Shabbos is now taking on a masculine aspect. And that is the aspect of Mashpia. Now Shabbos is influencing, is giving. And that, that after we've infused Shabbos with holiness, now Shabbos gives back to us. And Shabbos infuses us back with holiness. And therefore, it's, it's expressed in the masculine. And that's why sometimes we find Shabbos expressed in the, in the feminine and sometimes in the masculine. And that, says Rav Dessler, explains why we have this shift in how we position the thalas. On Friday night, we position the thala on the bottom. The bottom is usually that which is receiving from, from on top. And so we position the thala on bottom because on Friday night, Shabbos is the, the feminine. It's, it represents that Shabbos is receiving. The Chalam Barim is the idea of receiving from the from us. While, so on, on Friday night, we cut the Chalam that's on Barim. On Shabbos day, we change. On Shabbos day, we cut the Chalam that's on top. Because on, on Shabbos day, during the daytime, so now Shabbos is giving back to us. Shabbos is, is, is infusing us with holiness. And therefore, during the daytime, now when, when Shabbos is in the masculine, so we put the uh, we put the chala, the chala that we use is the chala that is on top. Now go a little bit further with this idea. So we mentioned that um, that Shabbos, sorry, that the prayers of Shabbos are different than any other day. Not just in the in the words, but in that they change as we go through Shabbos. Every other day, any weekday, the morning prayer, afternoon prayer, evening prayer, um, um, is uh, is the same. It's it's always the same. If uh, and and on holidays, it's always the same. Morning, afternoon, evening. There's no change. It's the same for the whole holiday. It's different because it's a holiday, but it's the same for morning, afternoon, evening. Shabbos is different. Shabbos, the prayers change. In the in the evening, first we we have one paragraph atah In the in the morning, we have uh, we have Yismach Moshe, and in the evening we have sorry. In the afternoon we have atah echad. So what are these different prayers? So one so there's an early work written by Rabbi David Abudraham that talks about the Siddur and different. Uh, different tefillos, 
And uh, and there he says as follows. This is source number eight. He says, there are those who ask, why did the sages um, establish three different prayers for the three different three different liturgies um, for the three different prayers of Shabbos? And, uh, and when it comes to Yom Tov, it's always the same. It's always the same one. So, so he says two answers. And we'll start with his first. His first answer is, because on Shabbos, we call Shabbos a kala. Um, right? We, sh- we Like, uh, like, right? Go out to greet the, uh, the, the kala, the, the bride. Shabbos is a kala. And so on. So we start with the idea of atakidashta, which is which relates to, which means you sanctified, but it reminds us of the idea of kiddushin, kiddushin, right? Of uh, betrothal. And so Friday night is the betrothal. Shabbos is a kala, and we're sort of betrothing Shabbos, and uh, and so we say the prayer atakidashta, you sanctified, which hints to this idea of of uh, this betrothal that uh, that we have. Um, then we say, in the morning, Yismach Moshe, Moshe should rejoice with the gift that he received. And so on Shabbos, so in the morning, says the Abu Draham, um, it's uh, that now it's the, it's when the, you know, we had the betrothal, now is the, the wedding party. And, uh, and it's the rejoicing of the bride and the groom. And uh, and so we talk about the the celebration, and so on on Shabbos day, we talk about Yismach Moshe that Moshe should rejoice, and then we come to Shabbos afternoon, and we talk and it says God you are one, and says the Abu Dram that is hinting to the idea of the Yichud, the seclusion that the bride and groom have after the after the the chuppah after the. After the ma- ma- wedding ceremony, they then go and 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 they they seclude themselves together. That's that's the idea of yichud that we are now secluding ourselves with with God, which relates back to what we've spoke about previously. That in a certain sense, you know, we said already last time, I think it was last last class, that already at the beginning of Shabbos we send out the angels, you know, that it's because we're going to have our yichud, our our secluded time with with God. But uh, this idea really points, you know, has it more at the towards the end of Shabbos, the buildup, and uh, and in the afternoon when we say God, you are one, and and your name is one, and, and your nation is who's like your one nation. That that's refer- that's that's referring to this idea of of the yichud, of the seclusion um, that uh, that we we have at the end of Shabbos. But um, but. Actually, we 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 didn't. We I forgot to mention that that step even even before when we talk about um, at the beginning of Shabbos, we Shabbos is in sort of the feminine, and uh, there's a feminine aspect. It's that that it's receiving the holiness from us in the in the middle of Shabbos Shabbos morning. So now it has the masculine aspect. It's influencing. It's giving us holiness, and then in the afternoon. We say Yanuchu Vam. It's plural all of a sudden. It's now two Shabbases because it now has both of these aspects coming together: the fat, feminine and the masculine, and uh, and they're joining together to provide holiness and blessing for the week. Right, as we've spoken about before, Shabbos being the source of 
of, of blessing for the week. And so uh, the holiness of Shabbos is supposed to spill over and provide holiness for the rest of the week. Um, I don't remember if we've spoken about this, but, uh, but Shabbos is, uh, you know, it's the seventh day. And uh, the seventh day always represents the, the holiness that's within the other six parts. This, the, the world is, compri- the Mara talks about the world is comprised of six dimensions, right? There's, there's, uh, there's front, back, right, left, you know, north, south, east, west, and there's up and down. So there's, you know, a cube is six dimensions. So the, the, the physical world is, is, is six dimensions. And then the, the seven always represents that, uh, that point in the middle, the middle point that infuses it with holiness. So, so, the, so the seventh day really is what is the neshama. It's the soul of the rest of the week providing holiness to the rest of the week. That's the idea of the number seven. Actually, eight, you know, we have Hanukkah coming up. Eight is the idea of going beyond this, you know, sort of the boundaries of this world. That's even, even beyond. But, uh, but that's what seven is. Um, so, so I guess, yeah, well, we'll, I think we'll discuss that even a little bit more another time. Um, but uh, so I'm holding myself back from saying more about that. But, uh, but that's what seven is. And, uh, and the, the, the idea is that the holiness of Shabbos spills out to the rest of the week. And so the, we have the masculine, the feminine aspect at the beginning of Shabbos, we infuse Shabbos with holiness. We have the masculine aspect in the middle of Shabbos where Shabbos then gives us holiness. And those two ideas combined, they come together at, in Shabbos afternoon. And, uh, and that's coming together to, to, to uh, provide holiness for the rest of the week. Okay. Now the Abu Dram goes on and he says another idea of this, uh, the, to explain the, the different, why we have three different prayers for uh, the three, three different times of Shabbos. And he says, Rav Konamis wrote a different reason. These three prayers correspond to the three Shabbos. There were three, there are three important Shabbos in our history. There's the Shabbos of creation, the seventh day when God first rested. There's the Shabbos of the giving of the Torah, because everyone agrees the Torah was given on Shabbos. So that's, he's quoting a Gemara when he says that. The Talmud says, Hakomodim. Everybody agrees Shabbos, the Torah was given on Shabbos. So the, the, the event, the revelation at Sinai, Matan Torah, the Ten Commandments happened on a Shabbos. That was the second Shabbos of great significance. And then we have the Shabbos of the end of days, which isn't just one Shabbos, but it's what we call the Yom Shekulo Shabbos, the day that's completely Shabbos, the world to come. And these three Shabbases are being um, noted, expressed in the three prayers of, of Shabbos. So on Friday night, we talk about the Shabbos of creation. Um, we, uh, we say, uh, you, you, uh, you sanctify the seventh day, the purpose of, of, of the creation of the world. You blessed it. Um, and we say, we quote a verse from the beginning of creation, that God completed the creation of the world. So on, the, on Friday night, we talk about the first important Shabbos in our history, the Shabbos of creation. Shabbos day, the prayers, the liturgy is, Yismach Moshe Matnas Pelko. Um, Moshe should rejoice in the gift that he has received because he was a 
a uh, faithful servant. And it says, a crown of splendor he placed on his head when he stood before you on Mount Sinai. He brought down two stone tablets in his hand on which is inscribed the observance of Shabbos. So we talk about the, you know, we talk about how Shabbos and the Ten Commandments, but we're talking about the revelation. We're talking about that great day, that great Shabbos of Matan Torah, of the giving of the Torah. And then we come to Mincha. We come to the afternoon prayer and we say, You are one and your name is one, which speaks, says the Abu Dram, which speaks of the Shabbos of the end of days, when God will be one and his name will be one, when everyone will recognize the oneness of God. That refers to the, the in, a, in a, you know, time to come, the world to come, that's the third Shabbos. So actually, the uh, the three prayers and the th- I guess the three checkpoints of Shabbos are really checkpoints in history. There, there are three important events that that occurred on Shabbos or that we call Shabbos. Number one, the Shabbos of creation. The first Shabbos, the seventh day of creation. Number two, the Shabbos of Matam Torah, the giving of the Torah. And then at the end at Mincha, we talk about the day of um of Yom the, the day of the day that's all Shabbos, meaning the world to come, which is referred to as a Shabbos. Now, what is the significance of all that? So Rav Shimshim Pincus has an essay about this. And uh and he explains the process that we go through every Shabbos. And he begins with quoting from the Chobos Halavavos, the duties of the heart, which some of you learned with me, we learned from Shar Habitachon, from the, the uh, treatise on trust. But uh, he's not quoting from Shar Habitachon, he's quoting from Shar Habathina, I believe, which is the section on kind of discovering God. And, uh, and he says that and the Chobos Alvavos gives two analogies to understand the idea that you can have so much that comes from one source, right? So we have, you know, one source, God, and yet you see so much that comes from him. And he gives two, two analogies. One is sunlight that travels through a prism. Um, it's one source of light, and then it spreads into all these different lights. You, but that can help us understand the idea that you can have all these different things coming from one source. And then he says another idea, another way we can view it is, is rain. Rain is one source of, uh, of water for something, but if it, it, it uh, rains in an orchard or in a field or in a garden, and all of a sudden all different things grow of all different colors and species, all coming from that same source from the rain. And, uh, and Shimshim Pincus wants to use these two analogies and build off of them to identify two different ways that a person can find God and relate to God. Um, If you take a look at source number nine, so the Ramba Maimonides, when uh, talking about the commandment to love and to fear God, he asks, how does a person come to love and fear him? And, uh, And he says... Here he's first speaking about love, and that's what we're focusing on. When a person contemplates his wondrous and great deeds and creations and appreciates his infinite wisdom that surpasses all comparison, he will immediately love, praise, and glorify him, yearning with tremendous desire to know God's great name. 
as David stated, and my soul thirsts for the Lord, for the living God. So uh, one way a person discovers God, finds God, and finds love of God is by looking into looking at creation, looking at the beautiful world. You know, it's clear that there's a creator, and uh, and that's one way that a person can connect to God. The second way we find in uh, in the Shema, um, in Arashi, really, where we say in Shema that the Haftah says Shema Lekach, love Hashem your God. It says, and these words that I command you should be on your heart. So Rashi comments that the that that's actually guiding us in how we come to a love of God. That the way you arrive at a love of God is that these words be on your heart. When you learn God's Torah, then you arrive at a love of God. And uh, as Rashi says, as a result of this, as a result of learning God's word, you recognize God and cleave to his ways. You get to know him better and, uh, and you, you, you draw near to God. Now, Rapinka says that these two ways of finding God are analogous in the two analogies we gave of relating to God or relating to the idea that God, you know, can be one source and spread out different ways. He says, if you see a field full of flowers, so you understand all different colors, a beautiful orchard, you understand that it all comes from one source. The rain is what allowed these, these flowers to grow. But you don't actually see the source. You don't see the rain necessarily. You're not seeing the rain. You're seeing the flowers. You're seeing the results of the rain. But when you see light coming through a prism, you're not just seeing the results of the light. You're seeing the light. It's being spread out in different ways. Says Rapinkus, when a person looks at nature and finds God in nature, so it's, they are discovering God, but they're not actually seeing God himself. They're seeing the results of God's creation. It helps them know, understand, you know, like it says in, in Tehillim, you know, go outside and look who created all this. Yes, that's a way to discover God. You'll find who created all this, but you're not experiencing God himself when you see that which he created. But, says Rapinkis, when a person finds God in his Torah, so that is coming into contact with God himself. The Torah is God's will manifested. It's a re- it represents his midos, his, his traits by which he relates to the world. And, uh, and like the sages say, Torah is God. Now, it's not to say Torah, that, that's an expression in the sages, but it means you're encountering God when you encounter Torah in a different way than when you encounter nature. You're, you don't learn about God through nature. You, 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 you learn that God exists, maybe. But when you study Torah, you are, you, are, you are discovering God. You are connecting to God. You are learning about how God operates. That's a more direct encounter with God. So Friday night, we talk about creation. Friday night is, as we said, the prayers in the liturgy, it talks about how God created the world. God finished the creation of the world. And so we focus on God's creation, and we recognize God exists, 
we acknowledge God's creator of everything, but we don't necessarily meet him yet on Friday night because it's just, there's a creator. We see a world, we, we recognize a creator, but we're not yet meeting him. Shabbos day though, that's Matan Torah. That's the giving of the Torah. And, uh, right, that's the, the prayers for Shabbos day are, are the giving of the Torah. When, through the Torah, we encounter God himself. And, uh, and our relationship changes then. Rapinkus gives a, a parable to understand. He says, there's a princess who's set up to marry a powerful king. So before she meets this, per- this king in person, she might be fearful of him. He's very powerful. Um, she doesn't, she's never actually seen him. So she knows she's marrying someone very powerful, but she hasn't actually met him yet. When she actually meets him, though, she's just swept away by his kind smile and, uh, and, and, and she experiences that tremendous joy. So, uh, so on Friday night, we recognize Hashem as creator. So Hashem created the world. But we don't yet know him yet. We might be in awe and, 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 and fearful. Now, I know that the Rambam said you could come to the love of God in this way. This doesn't necessarily jive perfectly with that. But Rapinka says, when you're relating to that, when you, when you look at nature and you say, wow, God is almighty. God is powerful. But I don't yet, uh, that, but, but a person might then just be in awe and fear, but might not feel the, the, the love and see the, 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 the kindness of God as well. Comes Shabbos Day, and Shabbos Day represents the, is when the Torah is given. The, you know, we, when, we, when we relate to God through, through Torah. And there, we meet, we meet him. We come, we come uh, almost face-to-face with him. And we experience the love and the joy of uh, encountering God. And that's why on Shabbos Day, the prayers are Yismach Moshe, Matnastelko. Moshe should rejoice in the, in the gift that he's given. Because uh, Shabbos Day is now a time of, of rejoicing. And then we come to Shabbos afternoon, Mincha. And Mincha, we said, is about the world to come, when God's name will be one, will be recognized by all. And, uh, and what, what's our goal there? You know, we might say on Friday night, we focus on God as creator, on developing our, our awe of God. On Shabbos day, we focus on God as uh, as the one who gives us the Torah, the, the attributes of God, the the and and the the love and the kindness. At Mincha, we take it all together. And at Mincha, we're almost Shabbos afternoon. It's you know Shabbos is is ebbing away. It's almost out, right? And we now have to start looking ahead to the week. And so after the afternoon is the time that we focus on the world to come. Meaning we focus on what are we supposed to do with all this we have we know god created the world we know god gave us the torah but what's it for what's the purpose and we know as we've spoken about it's to get us to to mincha to get us to the world to come and so we the the mincha time is the time where we take those lessons from earlier in shabbos and we try to apply them and we try to think about how we're going to how that's going to infuse our week with more holiness, how it's going to impact us. And really, the, 
that this journey is uh, of Shabbos is the journey of, of history, right? We start with the creation of the world. But what was the purpose of the creation of the world? It was created to get to, 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 to have a place where uh, God could give, give us the Torah. The purpose, the purpose of creation is, is only realized when God gives us the Torah, right? A famous teaching of the sages, it says the Yom Hashishi, right? The, that uh, it was the sixth day. And the sages teach us that God was saying, I created the world for the sixth day of Sivan, the day that God gives the Torah. And that if the Jewish people will not accept the Torah, there's no purpose of creation. Creation cannot reach its, its purpose. And so, and so the, the, there's, a, there's a journey through history going on, but it's all connected. They're not just, they're not disparate points in history. There's the, there's the, the Shabbos of creation whose purpose was the Shabbos of Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah, whose purpose really is the Shabbos of the world to come to get us to the world to come. And so, and so um, we, we've, we've learned already that, you know, Shabbos itself is a taste of the world to come. It's supposed to be a reminder of the importance of the world to come. On Shabbos, we also go through this journey of, uh, of bringing ourselves sort of to that, to that recognition. So just to, to summarize, we kind of discussed two two ideas in uh, in explaining the, uh, the 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 transition, the uh, the journey that we take on Shabbos. So the first was that on Friday night, Shabbos is a kala; it's a bride. It's the it has an aspect of bechina. We call it an aspect of 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 feminine, of nukva, nekeva. And it's a recipient, and it receives its influence from us. We infuse it with holiness by all our Shabbos preparations and by our Friday night Kiddush. And we say, We say, you know, God, you know, you, uh, there's, there's a Kiddushin, there's a sanctification that goes on. On Shabbos day, we, uh, we Shabbos is, is, is like a chasen. It's like a, 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 a bride, a, a groom rejoicing with its bride. It's a... Uh, it's now a zachar. It's now a male, masculine, because it gives back. It gives uh, it gives kedusha back to us, and that uh, gives holiness back to us. And then in the afternoon, these two they combine the feminine and the masculine to provide blessing for the week. That was the first idea. Second idea: Friday night is the Shabbos of creation, like we say in the in the davening. We say in the in the in the liturgy. We talk about the Shabbos of creation. That's where we experience God, we recognize God, but but uh, more of like in a you know how awesome God is through fear and awe of God because we're not encountering we're seeing His creation, but we're not necessarily seeing Him yet. When we get to Shabbos Day, Shabbos Day is when we recognize the Shabbos of Matan Torah, of the giving of the Torah. That is where we come. We encounter God through His Torah. We witness. We see God's God's. Uh, God's love and God's kindness. And that's a time of rejoicing of Yismach Moshe, a time of rejoicing. And we take these two concepts of love of God and fear of God, and we examine how, you know, how, how the purpose of all of, of creation and of giving him the Torah is really to get us to the world to come. How am I going to take these two lessons and use them during my week? That's what we do at Mincha time when we talk about the time when where God will be one, his name will be one, 
which speaks about the time of the world to come when all will recognize God's oneness. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Rabbi. Bye. Thank you.